1: SSOP.
0: That cost seems absurdly low to me. Like, first, I expected it to be much higher given the quality of the content, but also $0.99. You you can't park next to a theater for $0.99.
1: Accurate. Also, if you watch Marquee TV, you get to see these shows maybe wearing your pajamas and hanging out with your cat or your dog.
0: Yeah. It's a good way to sort of indulge your own curiosity. You can see all the performances of Hamlet or maybe the first 15 minutes of all of the performances of Hamlet, and you don't have to rope your friends and family into all of that.
1: Or you could watch Richard II over and over and over and over.
0: (laughs) What's the best angle for David Tennant Mm -hmm. in Richard II?
1: Trick question. All of them. (laughs) Anyway, you definitely need to explore the website because there is a ton of really fun, fascinating... Engaging stuff on there. I went in specifically looking for Shakespeare and I found a ton of other things I wanted to watch.
0: Yeah. You can keep up with what they're doing on social media at Marquee Arts TV. You can visit their website at marquee.tv. That's marquee.tv to get three months of their service for just 99 cents with the promo code SSOP. Bring the arts home with Marquee TV. And now the show. Hi, I'm Sam Payne, host of the Appleseed Podcast. This season, imagine this. A crackling fire, a mug of cocoa, and family gathered around a great story. All you need is the fire and the cocoa. We'll take care of the stories. Join us in every episode of the Appleseed Podcast for folk tales, fairy tales, family stories, tall tales, and more. Shared by some of the country's most beloved storytellers. And just right for gathering around. Make it a Christmas season to remember with the Appleseed Podcast. Find the Appleseed wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Coming up, a behind-the-scenes photography book about a legendary band.
0: A reporter takes the trip of a lifetime.
1: Plus our distraction of the week. I'm Mel.
0: I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time.
1: I just added a book to my Christmas list this week. What's that? It's a new photography book called Duran Duran, Careless Memories, by Dennis O'Regan. <laughs> Back in the day, my best friend and I were very into Duran Duran. Yeah. And I still am. Almost every day after school, Renee and I would watch the concert video, Arena, and the documentary, Sing Blue Silver.
0: I read of it recently about MTV, and the point the author was making was how much of an impact MTV had on everyone culturally at the time, and how hard it is now to explain that to others.
1: Right. Yeah, that was a really shared experience that we all kind of had at the same time. Right. And I know for me, I'd never seen anything like that.
0: No, it was like this dam broke, and suddenly there was new music and culture and fashion and
1: Glamour. Yeah. We loved the music so much. There was a lot of dancing in front of the TV. And you have to remember that this was in rural Pennsylvania. Right. Which is the land of plaid flannel and hunting vests. We had this elaborate fantasy that one day Duran Duran's tour bus would pull up outside my dad's restaurant while we were working our shift as dishwashers. And they would come in and see us in the kitchen And soon we would be throwing our aprons at the cooks while we waltzed out the front door, never to be seen again. Yeah. Maybe if they were lucky, our friends and family would get postcards from us from, say, Paris.
0: Or see you in the video.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that whole experience? Yep. Photographer Dennis O'Regan got the professional version of that. In 1984, he joined Duran Duran on their legendary world tour. And the band just really let him in. He got shots of them backstage, in their limos, performing in the hotels. Their personalities are on full display. Right. And this book features hundreds of photographs. A lot of them have not been seen before, and there's commentary from the band sprinkled in and among the images. It was published by this really cool art publisher called ACC Art Books. So I imagine that the book is itself a very beautiful object. If you want a backstage pass for one of the most iconic bands of the last 40 years, who, by the way, is about to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. You also might want to put this book on your wish list. It's Duran Duran, Careless Memories by Dennis O'Regan.
0: My book is The Slow Road to Tehran, A Revelatory Bike Ride Through Europe and the Middle East by Rebecca Lowe. Rebecca Lowe is a veteran freelance British journalist. She is a specialist in human rights in the Middle East. In 2015, she was particularly curious about the Syrian civil war, which is still going on, and the refugee crisis it created.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She wanted to go down and meet people and explore the region, but she wasn't sure how she was going to do that. It's hard to get there. Not a lot of people are handing out passes. And then it occurred to her. She figured it out. She's going to bike there. Mm. Yeah. Obvious. On her own, from London to Tehran. Wow. About 7,000 miles, or 11,000 kilometers, across 20 countries.
1: That is an epic journey. For a year,
0: alone. <laughs> yeah. At the time, she was a commuter cyclist. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a touring bike. It had been years since she'd rode up a hill. She'd never even been on a cycle with penniers before. Mm-hmm. This book is the telling of that story. She writes, quote, My aim was threefold, cultivate a pair of Leviathan legs that would be the envy of all I met, (laughs) survive, and shed light on a region long misunderstood and misrepresented in the West. I'm happy to report she did all three things. In the book, she writes about the experience of biking there and the hundreds of people she meets. And at the same time, she writes up a history of the areas she's going through. Reviewers found her funny, insightful, and informative. If you want to go along on the adventure, it's The Slow Ride to Tehran, a revelatory bike ride through Europe and the Middle East by Rebecca Lowe. And now our distraction of the week. The Hugo Awards were announced a couple of weeks ago. The Hugos are an award for science fiction authors. I wanted to talk about three books because I think they're interesting even for people who don't read much sci-fi. The first is the book that won Best Novel, It's a desolation called Peace by Arkady Martine. It's a story about alien contact and colonization. It's full of character and political intrigue. It's also the second in a series. Every reviewer I read recommended starting with the first book. That book is called A Memory Called Empire. It also won the Best Novel Hugo back in 2020. Nice. Yep, both are described as diplomatic space operas with some gorgeous writing. If you like Dune, you might like these. But the thing that I wanted to mention here is the author, the woman who won the best Hugo novel for two of the last three years, is a 37-year-old Byzantine historian.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: After getting her master's at Oxford, she got a PhD from Rutgers in medieval Byzantine history. Is that her day job? No, it is not. (laughs) During the day, she's a policy advisor for New Mexico. She advises on climate change mitigation and energy grid modernization. Apparently writing award-winning science fiction is just a hobby for her.
1: After being a Byzantine historian.
0: Yeah, I just thought that was amazing. The second book I wanted to mention is Becky Chambers' A Psalm for the Wild Built, which won a Hugo for Best Novella. I mentioned this book before. Becky Chambers is one of the authors in the Hope Punk movement. A Psalm for the Wild Built is about a monk and a robot. Together, they take a road trip to consider the question, what do people need? And then finally, I wanted to mention the Hugo winner for best related work. That's given to a book that isn't itself science fiction, but is related to the field. Last year, it went to a new translation of Beowulf.
1: That's a great book. It's the translation by um, Maria Devana Headley. And she updated the language. So it says things like, bro tell me we still know how to talk about kings. It's like, oh, so fun and makes you understand why people have loved Beowulf for centuries. Yeah. Anyway, continue.
0: So this year, the winner was a book called Never Say You Can't Survive by Charlie Jane Anders. This is a book about storytelling. It's about writing fiction, but it is particularly about writing fiction as a therapeutic act. Neat. Yeah. The book's subtitle is How to Get Through Hard Times by Making Up Stories. Chapters range from how to make your own imaginary friends to find your voice and make it loud. One reviewer called the book part memoir, part self-help, and part writing guide. It's Never Say You Can't Survive by Charlie Jane Anders.
1: That sounds really good. And it sounds like it would be a good pair reading with Stephen King's On Writing. Because that's also memoir writing advice and a little bit of, I don't know, here's some tips for how to live your life. (laughs) Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library for more details about all of the books we discussed in today's episode.
0: Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself.
1: Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon.